you're listening to Crud Talk, a ministry of Fifty Shades of Grace. Everybody's got a story. I'm guessing like me, you've been hurt before. But what if I told you there was more to this life than being stuck in the hurt and sin of your past? Hey, we all have crud, but it's how we deal with it that makes all the difference. Today's episode is brought to you by a generous sponsor just like you. We thank you for your gift, which allows us to share hope and continue to help people deal with the crud in their lives. So thank you. Hey, welcome to Crud Talk. I'm Sonia Bruner. How are you doing this week? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm dealing with some major crud today. Some of it belongs to others, but there's much that belongs to me. (laughs) There are things that we hold on to with a death grip. There are times that I'm choosing to hold on to it. And the scary thing is, I want to hold on to it so desperately that I'd rather have my fingers broken finger by finger than to willingly let go and release my hold. If I follow Jesus... He wants me to trust him so completely that I willingly choose to release my hold. I have no doubt that he will break each and every one of my fingers if he needs to, to accomplish what he knows is his perfect will for my life. But something happens in me choosing to release my fingers that strengthens and deepens my relationship with Jesus. That's the kind of trust that he's looking for. It's that kind of obedience that he demands. Some people really struggle with God because they can't handle the thought of giving up their control. For those of you that struggle with control, hashtag sorry, not sorry. (laughs) Please don't unfollow me. No, you know what? I never talk about anything that God isn't already teaching me. You know that. And so let's just jump into the, Let's just jump in together, shall we? Let's deal with some crud. What are you holding on to so tightly? And scarier still, what could mean so much to us that we'd rather have our fingers broken than willingly release our hold of it? Well, this word comes to mind, control. The problem with control is that it's a complete lie. It even has the word con in it. It's an illusion. It's an illusion that you and I choose to believe every day. Do you get that? It's a lie that you and I are in control of our lives and everything else around us. Control is selfish. It puts us in the driver's seat, the boss, the one in charge, and it completely goes against what the Bible says about being in a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord. That word Lord means a person having power and authority. In the Greek, it means master. Here's the thing. There can only be one person, one thing in control at a time. Let that sink in for a minute. If I'm in my car and I step on the gas, the car will go, right? If I step on the brake, the car will stop. If I do both, what happens? The car will fight with itself to either go forward or stay put. Only one of those things are in control. It can't do both. If you and I are desperately holding on to things, circumstances, people, jobs, families, money, how we look, 
the way others see us. Ooh. Feeling emotions, not feeling emotions. Okay, you fill in the blank. No, I'm, I'm being serious. You, you need to fill in your own blanks on this one. Think about it. Is it in your mind right now? Are you thinking about it right now? If we're fighting and scraping for every ounce of control we can get, because we must be in control, then we're not allowing anyone else to have the control, which means if we are in control, Jesus isn't. So great. You and I are the boss of our lives. In my big announcer voice, we are in control. Cosmic power, power, power. Wow. I love that movie. (laughs) The genie and the lamp. I love it. Okay, I'll stop. We should be happy now. We should be at peace, right? Completely fulfilled, right? We got what we wanted. We are the boss. We have control over everything. It's all good now, right? Hmm. Why isn't it good? What's missing? Let's 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 get back to that in a minute. So when was the last time you were lost in praise? Not a music style, not certain words, but all about Jesus. Who he is, what he's done, his power, his attributes. Uninhibited praise just because he is. Sometimes I feel like there's this layer of pond scum that's coated my eyes, my ears, and my heart. Things that used to be bright have now become dim. Life happens, right? I feel like I used to have this childlike faith. And over the last several years, because of hurts, maybe sin, maybe fear, I have crud. I think about a stovetop and how when you're a kid, you reach in to grab the pot that you want and it burns your hand. And as the years go by and the hurts and disappointments happen, I feel like I'm less likely to grab the pot. With each hesitation, I become used to not taking the chance. Even if the pot is cool and ready, I will not grab it because I'm just not interested in the possibility of getting burned again. This is another form of control. For those of us that have walked with Jesus for a while, what do you do if you find yourself dim? How do we surrender control and not fall back into trying to be our own boss? What do we do if we're struggling with trusting Jesus? I believe we go back to the beginning. Who was I before Jesus? I think if if we've walked with him for a while, we forget who we used to be. We forget the loneliness and depravity our sin-filled lives were at that time. Thinking about my lostness is a real game changer when I'm struggling. It brings tons of clarity. Who is Jesus to me? I feel like writing this out or even saying it out loud is really beneficial. I think if we're honest, we might be shocked at how we answer this question. Does he truly like me or is he disappointed? Hmm. What did Jesus do for me? His love, his death on the cross, his forgiveness. He released me from the debt that I owed him. And then asking, what does he continue to do for me every day? I'm talking about intentionally thinking about these things. It reminds us of his love and his faithfulness. How about this one? Who does he say I am? I feel like writing these out and posting them on sticky notes all over the place would be the smartest thing we ever did. Okay, here's a brilliant idea. I'm going to challenge each of us to use our reminder features on our phones. I use mine all the time, y'all. 
to set reminders all throughout the day of who he says we are based on scripture and then that'll pop up all throughout our day. I'm sure there's apps that do it, but part of the awesomeness of this will be that each one of us has to open our own Bibles and seek out exactly what he truly does say about us. The Bible is 100% truth. So if he says it, it's true, whether we feel it or not. Pretty cool. I, I think we should do it. Like, let's totally do it. I want to hear from y'all how that turns out for you. That's pretty cool. Lord, thanks for that idea. That's pretty cool. And then what about this one, prayer? Let me just say this here. I've talked about this before. Sometimes we are so overwhelmed, that so broken, that we can't even speak words in prayer. I've had moments of pain in my life, like so deep that all I could say was this, keep me, Lord, please keep me. Let me just say what we ask in faith, he will provide. He knows everything we need before we ask. Coming to him, trusting him with it, even when we don't want to or can't find the words, is a complete act of faith and trust. And then there's praise. I can't tell you how many times praise changed everything. Deeply hurt, deeply grieving, it changed everything but especially it changed my heart. Through tears of sadness or tears of joy, praise is another complete act of faith. And then there's Thanksgiving. When you find it hard to be thankful, just remember all of those things that we mentioned earlier, what he's done for us, who we were before Jesus and who we are now, who he says we are, all of that. We can be thankful for those things and so much more. So thinking about this as I was preparing this, it hits me. Jesus loves the me that I can't even love myself. Just me, the way that I am. And the, and the person only he is able to make me become. My, my shame, you guys, my sin, my disappointments, my repeated failures, even in my lies. Because let's just say it, we all lie to ourselves. We allow ourselves to be measured by what others think and say, including what we tell ourselves, right? Most of us would say that we are more than we truly are, and we believe it because we can't bear to acknowledge the truth of our miserable condition apart from Jesus. Here's a question. Are we apart from Jesus or a part of Jesus? If I'm a part of Jesus, then he is the one in control. I'm stripped of everything, and he's in control of everything. And it's his perfect plan for me to be free of everything and for Jesus to have all the power and control over my life. That is the very essence of true surrender. Let me say this. Whoever has the control has our trust. So ask yourself this. Who has the control over my life? Is it me or is it something or someone else? What am I holding on to? Why? What am I afraid of? What are my doubts? Do I believe the word of God or not? Is Jesus the way, the truth, and the life or not? And this is where we need to be completely honest. If we can't tell God our garbage, who can we tell? He knows it all anyway. What am I afraid will happen if I don't have the control over my life? Ask yourself this, what has it cost me 
to always have to be in control. Whatever, whoever has the control has my trust. The truth is, I don't want to release my hold. I don't want everything to be stripped away. It's painful. And I feel out of control. I don't like feeling that way. I want to be in control. Whoever has the control has our trust. I hate feeling raw or exposed or even vulnerable. I hate it. The very definition of stripped is to make bare, naked with nowhere to hide my crud. Not only do I want to hide my crud from others, I want to hide it from myself. Why? Because I don't want to get hurt or hurt any longer about anything more than I've already heard about before. Even if the situation is not healthy, at least if I'm in control, I know what to expect. We think controlling the unknown keeps us safe. And for many people, having the control means I will get the outcome I desire. And maybe even more important, it means that we are not under someone else's control. If you were hurt by someone who had control over your life, we will do anything to avoid that happening to us ever again. Whoever has the control has our trust. If we are killing ourselves to always be in control, that means we only trust ourselves. The problem with trusting ourselves is that we're messed up. We have crud. And that's why so many of us refuse to deal with our crud. The thought of having to revisit that pain, oh my goodness, is so unbearable that we'd rather live a life that's tainted or built on lies and walk around with the guilt and the shame. We slap some pretty paint on that and we just call it a day. We're trying to hide our crud. So you, you might not know this, but I love to distress old furniture. I'm very impatient. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's call it what it is. I'm lazy. I don't want to strip off the old cruddy surface. I just want to slap some new paint on that puppy and get it into the room that I want. But here's the thing. I can do that. I have done that, but the first time something hard or the least little bit of pressure hits that surface, it leaves gouges and holes and even more crud to the already cruddy surface. And that's how it is with our crud. We can continue to attempt to cover up the surface with new colors of paint like money, relationships, being popular, or trying to be good enough or trying to be in control. Sure, we'll look okay on the outside, but when something hard comes down on it, and it will, like your wife walks out on your 20-year marriage, or your kid starts making dangerous choices, or you begin to struggle with your faith, the surface will not be able to withstand the pressure. Remember, we all lie to ourselves, and we're really, really good at that. After a lifetime of doing the easy thing and slapping on more paint on top of more paint, on top of more paint. The damage can be so massive that it will take a major stripping of all that was not supposed to be there for it to be ready to be what it was meant to be. Ooh, people, let me say that again. After doing it the easy way, hiding our crud, taking the easy road out, filling our lives up with other things, other people, other relations, you fill in the blank. Sometimes the damage can be so massive 
that it will take a major stripping of all that was not supposed to be there for it to be ready to be what it was meant to be. Those layers of crud can only be stripped away by a master carpenter. Could it be that the master carpenter knows that in order for us to be what we were meant to be, we must be stripped of everything that's not supposed to be there. Now, I flip it. Whoever I trust has the control. After all, aren't we in the best hands possible if Jesus is the one in control? Chew on that for a moment. Could it be that while we've been waiting, while we've been thinking that we're in control and that life is good and everything's fine, we've been waiting and waiting, and we've been thinking that nothing's happening. Maybe we maybe some of you are feeling like it's been taken, it's taken way too long. Could it be there's been a beautiful transformation and restoration taking place? And even though I'm still waiting for God to answer my prayer or to fix it, or you fill in your blank, in his love and mercy, he shows me his grace and his goodness again and again by allowing me to see beyond myself and share my story with someone who needed to know that there is hope. It's not about me. I can get so focused on it. It's not about me. It's not about you. I needed the reminder of who Jesus is to me and how much he loves me. And in that love, he loves me enough to not leave me where I'm at. He won't let me hold on to things. Everything needs to be stripped away so that I can simply come to the end of myself and come to the one who knows my heart, every fear, every struggle, every regret, every sin, every pain. He loves me. There is nothing new to add. There isn't any fine print. There are no buts. Jesus loves me. It's not about what I do. It's about who he is. It's just that simple. Jesus loves me. Not when I do this. Not when I say that. Nope. He doesn't love the sin. He hates the sin. Which makes this even more unbelievable that he would choose to love me in spite of my sin. He just simply loves me. And you. Whoever has our trust has the control. And while we're waiting, while we are surrendering, laying it down, laying that control down and waiting, he's still working things out in us and through us to complete his perfect will in our lives. We don't have to understand it. We don't have to like it. We have to trust it. If you feel like you've been, like you, you're being stripped, don't fight it. Release your fingers from whatever you're holding on to and let it go. Surrender and allow God to remove whatever is not from him, remembering that Jesus loves you. And pretty soon your eyes will no longer be dim, but bright and hopeful at peace. God is faithful and you can trust him. Let go. This is Sonia Bruner with Crud Talk. You can find information at soniabruner.com. Thanks for joining me. See you next time.